Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks, and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you. So this uh, Dharma talk today, we'll just ask a, a question about this, this particular dynamic that I bring up quite often called the walls of the mind. So that's what I'm going to address. So this comes uh, from, it is Red Pine's translation of the Heart Sutra, Mu Ke Ge Ko, the Japanese Mu Ke Ge, Mu, empty, Mu Ke Ge Ko, without walls of the mind. We have to, we have to do this without walls of the mind. If you keep running into these walls, then what happens is we either fight with it or we agree with it, which is the worst kind of wall. There is a worse, or is it pronounced worst, liver worst. The worst, the worst kind is the one that you think is true. You think things are true. That's going to haul you by the ass around in circles for the rest of your 74 years or whatever you've got left. I mean that literally. It's going to do that. I'm, I'm encouraging you. I'm entreating you to train your mind so that you see this yourself. I can't point it out to you. I can't point to it. So you say, oh, oh, you mean that bed of roses, that little foursome of irises over at the side of the garden gate. No, it's worse than that. It's better than that. It's worse and it's better. You need to see it. What am I looking at? Find out what I'm looking at. There again, if you even have an interest, maybe your whole lifetime is about going to work on the railroad or some other situation. <clears throat> or join the people who are helping people all around the world. Am I against that? No, I would say do that. That may be more important for you to do in, in terms of dependent origination than a, working on the path of the Buddha attaining enlightenment. You may need to not do this, but go and fundamentally help people, feed them, support them, protect them. And that could be challenging. The walls of the mind are those situations. I don't care what it is. I'm going to say this very bluntly. If you believe something, disbelieve something, or ignore something, that's a wall. <clears throat> no matter how threatening it shows up, no matter how inviting it shows up, or no matter how it just looks like kind of meaningless, or why would I even think about that or worry about that? I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't have time for that. I need to be watering along or working on my investments, or talking to my brain surgeon about, do I really need, want somebody to go in and do that? And I could go on and on. I'm full of it. I'm full of everything. The walls in the mind are those areas that show up based on fear. And if you're afraid and you're, you're, the way you deal with that is through a, a concept, a conclusion, a belief, then you don't even know you're afraid. But that's coming. Am I threatening you? Kind of. It's coming. I'm not saying that it's going to be some terrible event. Oh, my gosh. I should have trained my mind. I'm not talking about some kind of romantic crap like that that would Hollywood might use. It's much more intimate, much more personal. It's much more private. And it is about your mind stream. 
I don't know how much time I have left. Probably pretty short since I'm old. And what am I here to do? I'm not here to convert you to Buddhism. That might have been done 100 years ago or 300 or 1800 years ago or 2500 years ago. I'm here to tell you it's different now than it was in ancient Japan, ancient China, ancient India. And how is it different? Is look at the communication we have. Marshall McLuhan was totally correct amongst other people. It's like a global village. We know what's happening in the Sudan more than we know what's happening in uh, three blocks away. The communication is powerful. Look what we're doing here. We have uh, all of us together. There's 40 people online, and I don't know how many is in here. I don't count that high. But you can find out who you are, but you might have to look at the wall in your particular mind stream. And I can say it very simply. If you conclude anything, well, I think this is this and this and this. This is delusion. And you might say, I can't even get, I can't even get up off my chair and go into the kitchen without dealing with delusion then. Because I'm concluding something. That's correct. You can. This is why it's so important to be aware of the way that you shut down. So cut it back, cut it back, cut it back, cut it back to 90-10. You can do that. Nothing's going to blow up in your face. Receive this world 90% of the time. In this case, do the math. Do the math. See the way. See. See the way you shut everything out because you want to have your own little outflow. Well, I like this. I don't like that. And that shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be happening. What the hell are they doing down there? Cut it back. And how do you do that? Get to the wall. You don't have to uh, formally receive uh, the vows, refuge vows, or bodhisattva vows. If you just have have the intention to communicate, cooperate, collaborate, have the intention to just to get along with people, just to not make things worse in your family than they already are, or in your neighborhood, or in your whatever culture you consider yourself a part of, a member of, including the Sangha. Don't do anything like uh, don't do anything unless you have to do it. <clears throat> if you have activities that are based on, oh, should I, or should I, well, maybe we should, well, guess, guesswork. Don't do guesswork. Your time is limited as a living being, and you are not exactly a living being, not just a human being. Who you are is vast and untraceable and can't be found. If you can find it, if you can find it, it's relative truth. Right here, this is relative truth. This is going down. This is going down. You're going down. I'm not talking about hellfire and brimstone. That's another path. Let them do that. I'm just saying it's just the truth that what you are attached to by way of grasping, attached to by way of pushing away, and attached to by way of ignoring, turning away, shutting down to something that's actually trying to get your attention over here because it's showing up in your yard, in your mind stream, in your neighbor's yard. Receiving doesn't mean you're agreeing with it. You're just receiving it. Train your mind to see what this is. I'm not saying you shouldn't have ideas or have a conversation or make suggestions to people or have some interchange like that, but try to make it as much as possible about receiving what is there. And you'll know that you're receiving if you don't know what it is. If you know what you're receiving, you've already laminated all kinds of shit all over it. Your opinions, your judgments, your ideas, 
what you think is right, what you think is wrong, what's wrong with what you're receiving, what should be changed. Excuse me. And it's not that it shouldn't. It's just that it's the clamping down on it. The clamping down on it that causes uh, further, uh, more perpetuating the confusion of what? Shutting down, closing off, not looking at, pushing away. You can't do this with the intellect. Your intellect may be incredibly brilliant, bright, polished, and all about holding up your PhD or whatever you have. And those are valuable. I'm not against education, even in the traditional sense. Not particularly for it, but I'm not going to fight with that. But it's something is already showing up. If you believe your thoughts, and it's not going to look like a circle. If you're believing your thoughts, it's very, very linear. What you're thinking about, what you're judging, what you're evaluating, you get come to a fork in the road. Or you say, well, let's see, uh, how do I evaluate this? So should I go? Uh, let me see. Well, this will happen if I go here and this will. If you're doing that, this is samsara. It's not wrong. It's relatively, absolutely perfect and correct, and you'll be a success. But you'll death will come without warning. You have no idea who you are and who you have been for the last, what? Let's pick on that number again, 74 years. That's already passed for me. You won't know. This may not be important to you. If it's not, then by all means, do something else. Don't ever come to one of these talks again. But if it is important to you, then listen to what I'm saying. Consider it. Get your butt to the wall. You don't even have to have a, an altar. Not what I'm looking at. This is not, not about Buddhism necessarily. But this could not happen without that incredible 2,500-year-old lineage. I'm not trying to start a, a new thingamajig other than the order of immediate light, which is just about protecting this mandala so we can continue to present the teachings in this way, in this way. I don't think you can do it with the intellect. Some people try, some people, I just got an email from somebody who's trying to get me to listen to one of their Dharma talks. I, it's not that I don't appreciate what they're doing, but they should go ahead and do it. If they have students, then work with those students. But I don't have time to listen to your Dharma talk and approve of your awakening. If you, if you need approval of anything, you're not awake. Let's start right there. It's not about knowledge. Knowledge is fine. It is about realization, which is completely empty of knowledge. So, can't do it with the intellect. Going to need some of that. That's why we study every day. We study in some way. That's why I'm using words and speech and phrases to encourage you to, since you're here, you're giving me permission. That That is telling me, if you're listening to me, that you're interested in what I have to say about this as a, as a teacher. You may be a formal student of mine. You may not. But if you're listening for the time that you're listening, I highly recommend that you receive it without adding your ideas, opinions, judgments about it. Don't even approve of it. Don't approve of anything. Don't disapprove of anything. And certainly don't ignore anything. There, you got your work cut out for you there. That all can be done on the wall. It's tested if you only use that word, which the only w w way I would use that is if you, if you capitalize the E, which makes it EST. Yeah, that's Werner Earhart, S training. We could go back and do some of that. It was not a spiritual path. It was a mundane path, but not a spiritual path. Get to the wall. Sit down. Look at what happens in the wall at the on the wall in your mind stream, and don't add, subtract, or divide. 
that will take up all of your effort to just observe, just watch what moves. Just receive. And when you're talking to other people, listen to them. Don't avoid what they're saying by what you think about what they're saying. If you have conversations with anyone, be very clear about what's being produced over here by you and what is being received from what appears as other, someone else's voice. There's lots of communication, lots of receiving that can occur. How someone looks, the distance between you, the space in the room, incense smoke possibly going between you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss your life by thinking of stuff that keeps you from actually seeing what this is. If you start to really see what this is, it's probably going to be pretty scary, or if not scary, depressing, or if not depressing, suffering. The Buddha was not shitting us. Some people try to clarify that in, uh, in such a way that it makes it, oh, well, you have to go through a suffering, but that will come to an end. No, it won't. Nothing is necessarily coming to an end, but you can see that it was never the case. There never was anyone suffering. There never was any suffering. It's an incredible illusion, but it's not something you conclude. You don't have to conclude what you see, what you hear. You don't have to conclude that. Just receive. You don't have to jump away from that into, that was a sound where someone struck a piece of wood on another piece of wood. Not necessary. But if, if, there, if there is an ego mind, a self-centered mind, a narcissistic mind that is all sucked up into him or herself or themselves, you might have to go into that area where you're constantly concluding and looking for some kind of temporary fortress that prevents you from seeing the reality of the first noble truth. Life is suffering. We're not talking about your specific suffering. We're talking about the, the suffering, as the traditionally said, the suffering of the composite. <laughs> Beings are suffering everywhere. It's more and more evident with our communication structure these days, more and more evident how many people are tortured, not just the people who are obviously being tortured, but the people who are trying to torture other people because they are covering up their fear by having outflow called aggression. That does not come out of somebody who's just evil. There's no good and evil. That's such a simple-minded, childish approach to anything. When I say childish, it's not particularly complimentary. Immature, you'll be a good way to say it. Don't believe your thoughts and emotions and feelings. Don't believe them. Don't disbelieve them. Don't ignore them. Don't shut anything down. Have a good time at the prison. Tell them I said hello. Hope they let you out. Yokido is going to into uh, Cooper Street over in Jackson to go into a prison to teach people to meditate. As I said, help us. Help us do that. Help us do this. Help us have this building, have this mandala, this little dot in the middle of nowhere called the Midwest. Walls of the mind. Mukegeko. Without, without walls of the mind. What would be there? What would be there? You can't imagine it. Your imagination is always going to be some invented thing that you think is that. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. As Trunk Barman said, it's the final disappointment. Shall I? How 
Can some of those walls come down when I feel that I hold so tightly to them? That's how it's done. You, you just use this with your hands. When I hold so tightly to that tells me exactly what you're doing. But you can't tell me that unless you're aware of that. What, what we add is we put that on there and then we have a little extra patina we put over that. Like, how can I get rid of this? How can I get this to go away? Do not get rid of anything. Dependent origination has a right to be here. As a, a kind of a homely way of saying it, has a ticket to ride. Everything has a Everything that is happening is is dependently risen. There's no right or wrong. There's no praise or blame. If you if you see it, you're done with that kind of crap. And you may look like just any other ordinary per person person sitting on your porch, uh, wait looking up to see if it's going to rain. Not much happening in the mind at all, particularly. So just look at that. You just showed me. You showed me with your hands. You didn't have a kotsu. You want a kotsu? This is even worse with a kotsu. No, put mine down. Go ahead. You have more? What is it that, that feeling that I feel like it has to come down or that I have to get rid of it? That's ego. That's the self-centered part of the mind. And you don't have to get rid of ego. You don't have to get rid of that either. You have to see it. Continue to look at this, which you're showing me what it is. Continue to look at that, what this represents as a feeling. That's just a couple of levels below the thinking process that is talking about, I have to get rid of this. This has to go away. This feels like crap. I'm having, it's getting worse and worse. Maybe this is why it's the temptation to just do something else. Go back into whatever, yoga or go back into silver mind control or anything or start doing Vipassana again. I've had some students come this way, can only do this so long. This is not working for me, they say. And then they go in another direction. Is that wrong? No, it's their karma. I'm not here to correct your karma. If your karma brings you in front of me, you might want to listen to what I have to say. I'm nobody. You know that. I'm not famous. I'm not Thich Nhat Hanh or Dalai Lama or my teacher, famous teacher like Trungpa. I have no interest in that. When you're bowing, is there a way to tell if we're interfering with our karma or someone else's bowing? Yes. Any grasping, any rejecting, and any ignoring is uh, interfering, but you don't need to stop doing that. You just need to see it. The karma that I was born with is still showing up here. It's just that the identity situation is not what it was when I thought I was an evil, terrible person that whose, whose life need to end, needed to end because they're too evil. We've all had kinds of conditioning where we think we're horrible. I think we, maybe we didn't get to the edge of suicide, but we just, you know, we just feel so terrible about who we are and what we're doing. And we try to polish up the self. We try to, we try to get our self-esteem back. We try to get an education. Maybe that'll help us. You know, now I'm this person. I'm, I have a, notice how, uh, how if you meet somebody and they, and you just interact with them and you find out they have a, that they're a, a surgeon or they're have a great education changes your dynamic there. You just stopped re receiving the person and you're receiving, uh, what you think they are. Very simple. And it's also very simple that if you have a negative emotion, positive emotion, or something we would use called neutral, possibly even boredom, that that does not help happen to a person. The causes and conditions that are behind anything that arises in your mind are unsearchable, untraceable. They are dependently arisen, and you cannot find the first source, first, first uh, 
um, activator or actor behind anything. There's no praise, no blame. This doesn't mean you might not thank somebody from, for helping you. Or you might say, hey, don't put, don't put that stuff over. That's gonna, can't you see somebody's going to be walking through here? need to put it over here and store it somewhere. So that's not blaming anybody. That's just CCC. You're just communicating, cooperating, collaborating. No blame happening there. Just re relating with relative truth in a capital R here, relative way. And if you're doing that, then you're not leaping away from that into some kind of a judgment where you're trying to control relative truth. And because you think you're somebody going somewhere. You are not going anybody, going anywhere, not anybody going anywhere. But that, you have to realize that. Was it divine? Uh, you mentioned the worst kind of walls were the ones we just thought were true. If they, if we just think they're true, how do we see that they're even walls? Continue to practice. So anything that shows up will not last, but something that shows up will, per, per, will persist if you Treat it as if it has some kind of a, some kind of power over and above its simple arising. It's this has to stay, or this. The other one is a, this should go away. Either one. I have to keep more. I have to get. I have to keep this. I have to protect this. I have to keep going with this particular dynamic. Or I got to get rid of this. this. This won't work. This is too hard. I can't do this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. And the other one is just to, depending on the nature of what's arising, just to shut it out and distract ourselves and. I wonder how they drilled this hole in this. Is this really wood? You know what I'm talking about. It's kind of silly what I'm saying, but we tend to we tend to get in a very, very mundane kind of things where we can. It's almost like somebody's reached in to our mind stream and pulled all the plugs and all the things that were bothering us, so we can just shut down. It's a it's a it is a directive sort of ignorance that happens there. That usually won't happen unless there's some fear showing up somewhere starting to get scary. What is the fear that we shut down on in very simple, ordinary situations? Walking down a hallway and you see someone coming towards you that you just don't care for particularly. Their energy is difficult. And so therefore, you, you don't want to say, hey, how are you doing today? How's, how are things going for you today? Instead, you find a way to distract or you you, you look at your phone or something like that. That kind of fear. Noticed that before? Anybody in here that are on Zoom that hasn't noticed the way they, they something shows up and it's not like the kind of fear that is a, like a raging flame in front of you. It's just that that fear of other, the fear that you don't want to interact, interact with that person because that person is a time sink and they just suck up all of our time is one thing or just their particular dynamic, or just the atmosphere of being around next to that person. It tends to bring up some kind of a blame. That's a powerful area to do what? Observe that, observe that. Don't correct it. Don't necessarily make yourself talk to that person or stop or be uh, kind to that person to kind of cover up some kind of uh, difficulty that may need to be looked at. Shokobang, the insight or the seeing need to go beyond just the simple situation that is arising when that fear is triggered. Well, I'll say it this way. The insight, the understanding, or when the wisdom mind begins to show up, which is everyone's birthright, the relative way of saying it, 
when that begins to show up, all the relative situations start to come apart. They not, might not go away, but they're no longer substantial. They're there. It's like a barking dog, still barking. But there's no one, there's no one left. There's no identity uh, that is left to care one way or another about what is occurring from a personal point of view, why the personhood is gone. And I can say it another way. The reason you can say nothing happens is there never was a personhood. So nothing actually does happen. Personhood was unreal initially. The wall, that, the walls of the mind, the, the belief that you're somebody with ideas that count or that are important, or the belief that you're somebody who can never can get ahead, can't get things right, is constantly failing at everything. Those walls are gone, and there's there's no personhood left. There's just there's just wisdom. This is not a credential that if there's a credential at all. It might be more like the credential that you don't care whether you feel good or feel terrible. You're no longer concerned with that. So you, therefore, you're not working to actively try to feel better. I'm not saying you won't take aspirin or something, or you won't do something to help uh, your overall feeling. Of course, you would. But there's no demand for anything. You're doing it in concert with, in harmony with, in equanimity with all the chaos in the world. And you'll do that even if it if it takes you out, even if it ends your personal life. Sure, Bowie. Often you'll talk about how in the um, Four Noble Truths that you, you don't say that the suffering will end, but we can see that the sufferer is unreal. Um, I'm wondering in a similar way with without walls of the mind, do the walls actually go away? No, you just see through them. They're, they're no longer have any, they no longer uh, function as a relative uh, construct that is supporting the other relative construct, which is unreal. The particulpa of the imaginary nature that thinks there is someone who's losing, someone who's disrespected, someone who's not appreciated. That, those kind of things may still come and go, but they have no, have no substance to them. So therefore, they, they might be there. You don't do anything with it because the reason, when I say the word reason, the causes and conditions behind that are untraceable they're, and they're uncountable because of the very nature of Pratitya Samapada. It doesn't mean a bunch of stuff got together and decided to be all one harmonious family or one disharmonious family. There are no separate parts. Nothing is separate fundamentally. But we can separate because we're, we've been downloaded, this consciousness is downloaded into an incredibly vivid relative reality that will not last. And you are not, uh, uh, you are not uh, part of this in the sense of this is your only, the only thing you have. And you're also not separate from this. You have to see it more. Sure, Bowie. When the walls are showing up to us, is there a way um, to look at, I think you used the word, the substantiveness or can we look at that quality of the wall like how we're adding yeah you can and it's different with each person just like when michelle described hers this is the inf this is this is the communication i got i'm very visual so if, if you if you're talking to me uh, i'm watching your movements and i'm not interpreting i'm not coming up with some psychological thing like in, they do in the movie what was the name of the movie where they're they can tell if you're lying lie to me yeah that's uh, entertainment. Uyabowing, is your use of the word personhood or person ego? When you say there's no personhood, 
is, is that ego. If there's no personhood, then there's no ego. You asked me if there's no personhood, you said, is that ego? Oh, I see what you're saying that the personhood can be person, but the ego does not have to go away because it's dependently arisen. Well, you're vowing, can you? Probably not, but ask me anyway. Can you further define what personhood is? I can go right down to the base of it. It's fear, fear of something else. And it is part of the chemistry, part, part of the, the mechanics, part of the particularity of the way consciousness is working in uh, a relative realm like Earth, like plants and trees and rocks and, and, and amoebas and parmesiums all coming up to be consciousness showing up as a particle, as a consciousness, as a sensitivity to an apparent but other. And it's still happening here. We have a bunch of parmesiums here. It's all that's happening is the consciousness that you think is somebody is actually showing up with you, and then you color it with all of your personal history and who your mom is and what your the whole heredity thing is a you know, big money maker. People feel like they know themselves better if they know that their ancestors came from uh, Afghanistan or or the, the Nile Delta. Ego. It's not that it isn't relatively true. Of course it is. Isan Bowing, the, the fear for me often turns into almost instantly a monster that is destructive and carries me into places that um, hurt me physically, emotionally. You say there's nothing to correct. How can I be with that strong energy and not be damaged? Bowing. How much do you sit? I sit an hour a day. Try to do a block set once a week. That would be enough to help you get past the, the stabilization that, that sitting for an hour. That's part of the Zen tradition is sit 40, 40 minutes, walk 10, sit 40 minutes, walk 10 or whatever. It's just, just too much uh, continuity happening there. That's why I say in, in the middle of the block set, if you need to get up, you pay attention to your body. Don't pay attention to a timekeeper which is about control. It's a macho version of meditation that's been around for centuries. Not a good idea. So be respectful of that. More? Go ahead, Isan. So in the, in, even in sitting, I will sometimes end up in a very dark place with a monster I've created. And I, then what? Do what? Do nothing? Something? I don't do anything with it. You just described it. Just look at it. Now, I know it's a monster. I know it's scary, but you have to start somewhere. Be genuine. You know, you've received uh, uh, lay precepts. You, you received the precept, and it wasn't, it wasn't something I promoted to you that I know of. You came to me and asked me for this. You wanted this kind of glue. So I hope that's why you have the name uh, Isan. You have a different name. So you're, you're, you're working with that, the flexibility, the lack of viability of, uh, of an actual identity. We get our identity from just scraps all over the place. We try to keep getting something to support me and my feeling of being somewhere, go, somebody going somewhere and not doing too bad and kind of being able to pick a little bit of enjoyment up here and there. But if you're a, if you're a mind trainer, if you're a meditator, you're, you're basically asking to be trained. You're asking 
for the truth. You are saying, okay, I've seen relative truth. I've been around for a few years. I can see where this is just a lot of people really confused that have no mind training. Even the most intelligent, brilliant men and women without mind training, I don't care how insightful they are. If they don't train their minds, they will believe their thoughts and emotions and they'll, they'll believe in otherness and they'll believe in warfare. As you says, we see believing in warfare. This doesn't mean you shouldn't protect yourself, not go the other direction, be so much into peace that you're willing to let people um, torture you or something. But it's, it needs to be done. Uh, um, it needs to be done situationally, not as a whole thing where we have uh, thousands and thousands of atomic missiles stored somewhere. That's if that does not look insane to you. Then you look again. It's incredibly insane. It's our society. So in your situation, you have society right in your mind stream. You are society. You are this world. I don't mean the fancy song that they sang 34 years ago. You, you are the world. I, I mean that you actually are what you think is out there. You are this. And you won't have, you will be no evidence for that. And there's no, like, look at it this way and look at this. And I don't mean that uh, we're all one or that we're all made of atoms. So therefore, I don't mean that. It's not a material situation nor is it separate from it. It's not a material situation, nor is it separate from it. It's not to, it's not, the division that you see is unreal. It's vividly unreal in emptiness, yet there's still form, as my teacher, the Dorje Drala Makpo said in the, the sadhana of the great gesture. I'm becoming more of a nuisance. Good. Around me. Well, that's, but that's awareness. So you're actually starting to work with the nuts and bolts that you maybe 10 years ago, I don't know how long ago, five years ago, you you were not, you would push away with other things, more work, uh, more chemicals, more uh, interaction, more uh, book clubs, more books, more, 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 more of anything, but just the pure raw material of the mainstream, which is not separate from countless lifetimes. Don't believe anything I say. Don't disrespect me by believing what I'm saying or what anybody is saying. These are words, and all words are lies. They're manufactured in order to communicate. And I'm looking at what I'm talking about. It's heartbreaking to know this, know how much people suffer, and know that you can't, fundamentally can't change that for them. But if you see it, anybody who sees it, and not many do, if you have somebody's ear, if you have the ear of 15 or 20 people, then uh, which that's why I ordain people, because I know that you can't do this overnight. I'm not saying you have to ordain. You have to start where you're at. This might not be your lifetime to be a monk. Probably isn't. But it could be a time when you can, uh, you can work in a radical, meaning root, not, not revolutionary, radical, meaning a minimal, way of going into the consciousness where it starts to go below using a visual image, go, go below the grasping mind into the fundamental nature of consciousness, sometimes called the alia. You don't even know you're there. If you know you're in there, it's not the alia. It's probably the seventh consciousness of the klesha mind uh, in terms of self-love and self-centeredness. You won't know. A question from Spool String. Everything I feel just seems to be a temporary state. 
I keep forgetting when they come and go. For example, when I'm frightened, it's scary, and when I'm happy, I'm elated. I'm wondering, why do I forget that they're just transient states? Well, the forgetfulness could be addressed in lots of, lots of ways, but I would say just continue to return to that because the way your question shows up tells me that you just need to keep doing that. You're looking for a guidepost. You're looking for a, a support for to continue to go into that from in a relative way to understand an ultimate, uh, the ultimate dynamic of the whole thing. So it's just a matter of just continue to return. Excuse me, return to the wall, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, study the Dharma, study the concepts with community, with Sangha. Don't study them. Well, study them on your own, but you might want to see that the other three people that are also studying the same thing, relating to this quite a bit differently than you are. Your question tells me that you're practicing. It also tells me that you're looking for results. To be aware that you're forgetting that is more important than remembering it. You might want to take something, uh, practice like the four reminders, recite that every day. That, that can be found up on our website and, all, and other places on the internet. Is it divine? I've heard you say, be the crap you're trying to get rid of. Yes. How do we work with it when people we care about also want us to get rid of it? I can't even repeat to you what just came up in my mind when you said that. I'm just, I'm just saying, don't. Don't do that. Don't, don't, I'm saying don't relate to them where they're at. When they want you to get rid of it. Say, I don't know what you're going to say to them. It depends on what, what is it. If it's your mom, uh, if it's your dog, which they have opinions too. And if it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your uh, a Sangha member, be very direct about that. You can actually be genuine. I'll give you an example. Uh, but you, you just give me one sentence of what somebody has said to you, and I'll, and I'll respond to it. And it won't be the response you need, but you'll get the idea. Go ahead, say it. That my rage is abusive. It's hard not to say what I'm about ready to say. I won't say it. I'll, I'll censor myself, and I'll say, darn you. Don't take it. Don't, you don't have to worry about your outflow in a situation like that. That's, that's very much situational and relative. That's not validating or judging your activity, being upset or being enraged. You could just say, mind your own business so don't, or don't be around me. What am I telling you? I'm telling all of you this. I'm saying you don't have to artificially be a, a good person. You might have to actually re relate to those areas of the consciousness that want to spring out and claw and fight. You're going to have to relate to that. Sit a lot. You're not going to be able to do this if it's some kind of a psychological uh, approach to uh, working with the mind by expressing your feelings and emotions. I'm not saying that. And that's also, if others are wondering, that's also specifically to you. If someone else asks me that, I might say something completely differently. It's specifically to you. And I know what you're going to say. I'm already doing that. What were you looking over your shoulder for? <laughs> Did I? Yeah. So I thought I was shaking my head because I didn't even think well, I was already shaking doing your head that. Kind of went like that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, am I? I'm watching you. Are you watching you? Probably not. Shadow bowing. Can can we see the ego mind without it building up a, a person? Yes. It's not going to be a a result. It'll just it'll just you're no longer objecting or agreeing or shutting down. 
There's no walls in the mind anymore. So therefore, anything can, can come, come storming up the hill. Anything can bash in your front door, the front front door of your mind stream. And you are, I'm not saying you're reaching out, dra dragging it in, but you, you receive it. I just had someone ask me the difference between taking something and receiving something. And the image I said to them is receiving something is like rain. You just, you just receive it. It falls on you. It's pretty choiceless rain is. Of course, you can, you know, go inside your Quonset hut if you want to. But, it's, but you can't reach for water in the way that presents. You can't just reach for the rain. Just, it's just rain. And it's your life. And I say, don't miss it by having all kinds of umbrellas of objections and concepts and ideas about who you are and where you're going and how valuable you are or how, or how you don't have value. All ego orientation, pride and shame, vying for a position in terms of, uh, we need shame to increase the ego orientation so we know we're somebody because we're so ashamed. Or we know we're somebody because we, we understand this better than anybody does. I see this better than I, I see it. If you think you see it, you are full of, you know, you are full of it. You can't see this, even though I say you have to see it. But it's not, it's not seeing in terms of a conclusion. It's worse than that. It's the seeing with no one seeing it. You have no company. You can feel very lonely. It will feel very, uh, I correct that. It, you will feel very, uh, lonely but you won't you aren't to the area where you're just alone if you're just alone then there's no common commentary there's no particular emotion with that but lonely can be some kind of grasping for other you need something you need company most people in the world are having difficulty in that area Here's your bowing <clears throat> in that example that mozuku just gave about someone saying they're uh, your rage is abusive. Mm -hmm. Your suggestion was to respond, mind your own business. Or with or rage. I know what situation she's referring to. It's, it's a little different than I might say to somebody on Zoom that I've never met before. It's very, very situational. You already know this. And I'm, I'm making somewhat of an assumption that you all know that it's situational. If you come to me and I've never met you before, and you come with a question like that, uh, I might first off find out how much you're actually sitting because if you're doing this all with the mind stream, I don't give a damn how, how brilliant you are, how close to genius or whatever. It has to be done with the awareness, which has no, no IQ, intelligence, quotient, has, doesn't have one. Wisdom doesn't belong to anyone. This is why ego is so frightened because what if it falls into the void, into the emptiness of nobody there? No company, no nothing. I'm just lost in space. You're shabowing. How would that response of saying mind your own business or responding back with rage, how would that be taking responsibility? May not be. But it may be the dynamic that you personally need to go through in order to understand deeply what it is you're dealing with and to see that that's not an approach. But if you're constantly holding back from doing that, that can go on most of your life. I say, don't miss your life. Be genuine. 
That doesn't mean blowing up at the kitchen table and pulling up, throwing everything on the floor. But some of that needs to be entered into a little bit. And if you if you're a meditator, if you're a strong meditator, then then there's more room for that to show up uh, relatively. Tantric tradition is always talking about transmuting uh, negative emotions and so on. I'm not saying I'm not going to set up some kind of structure for that. I'm just saying you need to do that on the spot as you are here. You don't just need a bunch of ritual objects to teach you that. You just need to relate to the situations directly as they are with as little pre- uh, preconceptions about it uh, as possible. And so this comes, uh, the way I see it, comes from a lot of training the mind. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind until you get to know what's happening in your mind stream without changing it. Go ahead. You said that your emotions haven't gone anywhere when an intense emotion shows up for you, like rage or anger. What stops you from, I guess, to be extreme, hurting someone? There isn't anyone. You just yell fire. It's really, really hard to hurt someone. If you see, if you're looking at what this is, there's so much suffering. It'd be really hard to go in that direction because the blaming is gone. The blamer is gone. The blame may still show up. Look, looking for somebody. Say, here, I got some blame here. Anybody want to take this here? Oh, you let's just download this to you, and then you can have your hatred go towards that person. It's that simple. It's almost mechanical, but we personalize it. If it will help you from what I see, and if I have your permission, I will hurt you to help you. That doesn't mean I'm going to come over and strangle you or abuse you or do anything to you. My, from the point of view of cause and effect, both of my teachers hurt me by showing me right where what I was covering up, literally. As it says in Trung Perimbache's book, The Myth of Freedom, the function of the, uh, the guru, the teacher, is to insult you. And I got insulted by both of those men. So that kind of hurt. But as far as attacking someone, hitting them with a stick, even though I think, didn't Naropa knock somebody upside the head? Or, no, that was Talopa that hit Naropa. Because he got aggravated 12 years of studying and he still hadn't had some kind of insight into his, that there was no one in the Skandas. Susan Bowling. So how, how do we know when we've seen anything except what's in front of us? You won't. Bowing. But you won't. It's not a mundane path. It's a spiritual path. But do it anyway. This is why it's necessary to have a teaching. Everything is dependent. There isn't nothing come from its own side as an individual self. There's no solid individual being anywhere. And there's a community, community of people that are studying that ancient material from 2,500 years ago, all down through the lineages up until the present time. And then there's a teacher that... Uh, if you can relate to that teacher, then that teacher can help you. So, but you're not going to know until you do it. When you do, it, it will be, you'll have no doubt. It will be certain. You will be certain of what you're understanding. But until that time, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of bumps, a lot of, uh, speak about it with a metaphor of climbing a mountain. There's all kinds of sinkholes and difficulties and cliffs and, uh, dark and uh, red eyes looking at you out of the forest. Those, to use those metaphors, those images, it's like it gets more and more scary. It can get very scary. 
and one might want to retreat back into whatever. I had a student rip retreat out of this into back into her former teacher, and now she's back to doing Vipassana. Is that wrong? Totally correct. Not ready for this. It needs to do the Vipassana path, which is which is a, a, a way of training the mind to feel better. It's not about fundamental insight. I'm not saying that somebody doing Vipassana couldn't uh, have Anutra Samyak Sambodhi or complete, utter enlightenment and liberation. That's possible. I don't think it's as likely, but I think it's possible. Anytime you sit down, hold still, and watch the movement, even if your eyes are closed, what I say is that because it's so difficult to explain, I say if you have a connection with this person, with this community, or the way I've been talking for about 15 years now, right around 15 years, uh, if you have a connection with that, I'm all about helping you. And I'm also about just shutting down and doing something else. That's what needs to happen. But you will tell me, uh, either by supporting this, by showing up, and by supporting the situation. And this situation isn't just uh, a dozen or so people in a little building somewhere. This is very, very big from the point of view of vision. When you're bowing, do walls of the mind go away? Bowing? They don't need to. Because they're, you, you see what they are. You see they may... Situationally, they may go away, go away as some kind of, of something in front of you that is a concept or an idea or an opinion or a, a belief in a self. So the that the wall factor of that may may uh, uh, may go away altogether. So it just isn't there anymore. You just you just you don't even know that you that there was a self because it's always the, it's always been the case there was no self. So when you realize it, you just realize that. Uh, the, the umbrella you were using 50 years ago, you know, that's uh, useless. So it may be there, it may be laying in the corner somewhere. Just to remind you, so that shows up as soon as somebody asks you that, you see what the wall of the mind is, and you see what you no longer, no longer is obscuring uh, the vision that we call wisdom. Wisdom sees wisdom, it doesn't see anything else. That doesn't mean it misses the fact that there are very, very sensitive human beings everywhere who are who are in distress and having difficulty, and the whole world is in in, uh, in in great distress. So you see you see the wall of the mind, and then you see through it. You see that it's unreal. Don't believe any of this. Reflect on it. You're here. You're listening. Reflect on it. See, see. You could I, I could use the word test it yourself, but you have to be very careful of that because you're, if you're looking for results, then you're going to actually leave what I've just said. What I'm endeavoring to point to for, is it true? True or is it false? This is relative. Something is ultimately ultimately true cannot be seen. If you see it, it's relative. If you if you feel like, as I sometimes say, if you think you are awake, then we'll go ahead and be awake and teach people. You think, see see if you have students, you're probably going to have some. Just function like a teacher, and somebody's going to be uh, in your uh, just just uh, the relationship dynamics are there for you to have all kinds of students, which you teach out of your knowledge, not out of not out of wisdom, which has no name, has no support. Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you.